Hey, my royal priesthood. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Conversations with the Priestess, as well as Diary of a Church Girl, Chapter 6. Before we get started, I do want to give a note of discretion. Some of the topics that I will be talking about on this particular episode may be triggering. It includes acts of violence, current events, also details of abuse, mental health, and different emotional triggers, all types of triggers in this episode. Before we hit that theme song, I just want to let y'all know. So, love ya. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, the priestess, never your mistress, Shanique Taylor. Honey, here's another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. So get your libations and get your ancestors and sit down and have a conversation with your girl. Hey, what's going on, my yayas? I pray that everything is well with you all. I am aware of current events. I will be talking about the horrific tragedy in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary on my YouTube channel, as well as I will also be talking about the Juneteenth fiasco by Walmart. Oh, I can't. Anyway, but also I want to give a special shout out. Before I go into Diary Over Church Girl, Miss Stephanie Hall, y'all can find her on TikTok, Instagram, everywhere where you have social media. Follow her on TikTok. I've put her link tree link in the show notes. She is covering um, a big story concerning mega church bishop, Bishop T.D. Jake's daughter, Cora Jake's, and a situation with her taking advantage of a young mother, allegedly. So I want y'all to check her TikTok out and Please leave a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you download and or stream this podcast. This helps the podcast grow, it helps me see what I'm doing. And please, please share, share it with people and let us know what we can do. And don't forget to hit up the mailbag. Let's go ahead and jump into Diary of a Church Girl chapter six. So last chapter in chapter five, we talked about the conversation that me and a close friend had, my Pisces twin had about the bishop. Well, in the preceding days to come, I would be streaming live on Beagle because that's how I was making my money as well as working full time. I was streaming and one night the bishop texts me, Bishop Poseidon texts me and he's like, hey, what's going on? I said, nothing much. I'm streaming live on Beagle and I'm streaming from my phone, checking my iPad. And he's like, oh, I don't mean to bother you I said what's going on he was like oh no just saying hey I'm at work just hit you up just to chat I said okay what's going on and he starts lamenting about his love life and how his last relationship had fell apart and I had met his lover up until that point and his lover was a very well-known only fans creator and was well known in the DMV in various areas and he was actually featured in one of the videos because there was some scandal that hit about Bishop Poseidon and this particular lover. And he was stating how he didn't want anyone that had an OnlyFans. And at this point, I was heavily posting to OnlyFans, but not yet showing my face. 
And so Bishop Poseidon and I talked back and forth, but I felt that him being one of my superiors, I should not be privy to this conversation. So I just said, well, I don't know if I'm the best candidate to talk to you. I said, try talking to pastor teacher. He can help you. That's your fellow pastor. So he can guide you as a leader on what to do because I'm just an elder. I don't know about this as it pertains to that. That's none of my business. Cause I felt like, you know, I've pastored before, but I'm not a pastor anymore. So I'm gonna let you handle that on your own. And he backed off a little bit. And again, during that time, we would see each other in church. And at this point, I hadn't yet started hanging out with him. However, one of the other members in the church, the chef, mind you, I worked with him at another church and he had just left a crazy pastoral situation. So he was actually Bishop Poseidon's adjutant. And as his adjutant, it was like his personal assistant for his church but a lot of times preachers will morph that into your personal assistant and more so at this point I'm busy doing me I'm busy working and at this time I was going through a lot on my job and Bishop Poseidon knew about some of the things that I went through and while I'm streaming on Beagle one night after I sent him to my pastor, he hits me up. Hey, what you doing? I said, what's up? At this point, I had gotten to know him a little better. We had went to a couple of dinners. And at one of those dinners, he grabs my phone. And I'm like, oh, he said, you don't mind if I see your phone? I'm like, well, you have it now. And he said, let me ask, can I see your phone? I was like, just go ahead. I said, I'm warning, pay no attention to some of the notifications that I have because my adult Twitter would go off. My, um, me, we would go off. And I have, I'm, I was in a lot of groups of a sexual nature because number one, I'm human and everybody likes to have sex that is sexually active and like sex. You know, people, there are people that enjoy sex and I'm one of those people. I enjoy sex and I look at things. But also the fact that I had my OnlyFans app on my phone and getting different notifications. And he makes this comment, daughter, I said, you got a lot on your phone. And I laughed. He said, I'm just messing with you. He said, ain't nothing on here but music and politics. That's all he left it at. And I dismissed it. Not realizing that in the coming weeks, as he's hitting me up, coming out off of streaming from Bego that this is all a ploy so he hits me up he says hey what's up i need you to come over here i said what's going on he said i just need somebody here i'm thinking he's scared or either he needs help because he had just moved into the apartment he was in and he was like maybe 10 minutes from where i lived in dc so he and i were talking back and forth i said what's wrong he was like nah he said i'm scared here alone I said, he said, I just need somebody to chill for, for a couple of hours. I was like, cool. So I said, well, I'm on my way. I drove over there. However, because he didn't have his parking passes and I would get told he lived in one of those apartment complexes. Bishop Poseidon meets me at another parking lot for another complex where people parked. I was like, is my car going to be safe here? He was like, yeah, you good. You know, people park here all the time good thing you know my car was safe so good so he drives me to his to his apartment mind you i realize 
that I was lonely. That's why I went over there. And he knew I was apprehensive, but I still went under the guise and under the thought, well, this is my leader. I can trust him. He's not going to take advantage of me. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to chill for a couple of hours because I have done that before for other leaders that I've worked with a couple of, because yes, they actually had a situation and me being their friend, not only that, but being in ministry with them, looked out for them. In hindsight, I realized that was stupid. And a lot of the things that I'm saying is in hindsight, but get there. I ended up helping him move some furniture around. Mind you, I just come off a big, I'm still in a little bit of makeup. I put on and it start getting warm. So it's after Memorial Day. It's hot outside. I had on my nice little shorts and my tee. And of course, you can see that I had body because I'm at this point had been transitioning for about six years. And he was like, oh, he said, you look cool. He said, you look good. He said, OK, you stylish or whatever he was saying, trying to be, I guess, nice or whatever. And so I helped him move some things and we started talking and watching the movie. I helped him set his TV up and I sat on the edge of the bed because at this point I'm getting ready to go. But I'm like, dang, he has to take me to my car. I'm not going to walk that late at night as a woman. He was like, well, you know, he said, you can sit and chill with me. He was like, you know, I'm not going to bother you. He was like, I don't have any furniture because he didn't have a couch or anything because that was my going to be my go to. If I was to stay over, but he was like, you know, you can lay in the bed with me. I'm not going to bother you. You know, two adults, you know, we cool or whatever. He's like, I respect you for the woman that you are. You ain't got to worry about me talking about you or nothing. I'm like, mm, okay. You know, cause he said all of the right things. And we ended up watching something with Steven Seagal in it. And we were laughing at some of the elements in the movie and talking junk. And we had passed the blunt and everything. And we had a little bit of wine. I ended up just being in my, on my phone for a little bit and texting my friend where I was at. I was like, girl, I'm over at the bishop's house. And she was like, girl, be careful. Be careful. I was like, I'm cool. He ain't going to try me. So mind you he and i started back the conversation about relationships and i was entertaining someone but not seriously at this point we were just me and this person were just friends and we started talking and he was very vulnerable vulnerable with me and i got a little bit vulnerable vulnerable with him and we started talking and the conversation was more relaxed and I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to sleep to a certain time because we've had a little bit of wine. I'm just going to chill, go home in the morning. He was like, cool. About what time? I was like, give me a couple of hours. And he could tell that I was trying to make myself comfortable and that I was being cautious with myself. And we're still talking in the conversation and he's being very nice, very calm. And then he looks over at me. He was like, you okay? I said, I'm good. He was like, you don't have to be so far away. And for me, when he says that in the same breath, he grabs me and pulls me closer to him and pulls me into him. And I was speechless. I didn't know how to react. And I just let myself go and went with it. 
And I'm like, well, he's already grabbed me. Like, okay, maybe I can feel safe. Then part of me is like, girl, you need to get up because this ain't right. And it's like, but what will happen if I do get up? You know, I'm fearing for myself being in the church. I'm fearing for myself and myself in ministry. But also I'm like, well, he's making me feel comfortable. And while I'm thinking all of this, he asks, are you okay? You come, you good. You know, you can, you know, I can go ahead and take you to your car. I was like, no, I'm good. And I made myself ease into it. And the more I eased into it, the more comfortable I felt because he was, you know, just talking to me, complimenting me on my beauty and validating my womanhood um, because he know it was my, he knew it was my desire to present as the woman I am in ministry. And he validated that. And looking back on this moment and the things that happened, I realized he was really playing on my vulnerabilities, playing mind games with me, much like someone like a sociopath or someone that has an ulterior motive or is the type of person they know how to prey on people, not realizing that this is what was going on. So I just let myself feel validated and honestly basically played into what he wanted because he made me feel good. He made me feel like he wanted something with me and he didn't try to touch me inappropriately. He just held me in his arms and just lightly breathed on my neck. And yes, it did arouse me. It made me feel pleasured in a sense. And I just let myself go and I really sank into what was going on. And I woke up the next morning and he gets me up. He says, hey, what you doing? I was like, oh, I said, I don't have anything planned for today. He said, well, I have some errands to run. I got some things to do before work. I said, cool. I said, I'm just going to record my podcast and go get some errands done and make some extra money doing Postmates. This was before they merged with Uber Eats and we're talking in the car and you can tell that it was some kind of chemistry there and before I get out of the car he kisses me on my lip and says I hope to see you soon and throughout that day while I'm handling business he's texting me back and forth and he's like I really enjoyed you but the key thing he said don't really tell nobody because I don't want it to be a big mess or anything. You don't have to worry about it. I said, don't you tell anybody and don't you try me or blackmail me with this. He was like, no. He was like, I really see myself building something with you. So I don't want to do a relationship right now, but maybe we can be friends. You know, you be my companion. I'm like, cool. Because this was a standard in church that let's say you have a new pastor come along and he shows interest in you. You don't back down from that. You go with it because that was seen as a chance of of building your name. But that wasn't my motive. My motive was genuinely, okay, he's showing interest in me. Let me see where it goes. And I guess coming from my experience of seeing how bad it went, I thought maybe it could be different because of what he showed me in those beginning stages. But I realize now 
that I was just one of the girls that got caught up in it. So I'm still standing strong, but on chapter seven, I'm going to really go into the detail and the nature of me and Bishop Poseidon's relationship. So y'all live, love, and be free. Thank y'all so much. Ooh, yeah, yeah.